1: details.
0: Currently at Crystal Palace, Remy Matthews, thanks for coming in, mate. I've done a six-week trial, signed me at 10, and I was there till 24, and he basically turned around to me and he said, since meeting you, I've realised that football isn't all as it seems. Yeah. Best goalkeeper you've ever worked with. to have to think about this. That's when Bolton then obviously come in. I've been told by Richard Lee, obviously a big agent, yeah. great guy as well that there's a chance of me going here I'm now speaking to my actual agent and he's saying no this will sells you up because uh, we're going to play goalie or no goalie <laughs> now <laughs> here he goes me to go back to my sort of parent club and get told look get yourself over there in a change room on your own come in when the 21's are training it was it was tough and it got to that stage where they were like I'm not getting paid I'm not playing let's, let's play. talk about how your Crystal Palace move materialised that. to this day it was the best decision I've ever made I've seen stars come round and I've seen Wilf sprinting off and probably the biggest celebration I've ever seen him do you got knocked out by Wilf Saha literally mate. yeah it's not a bad one is it I wake up every day and realise how lucky I am to be doing what I'm doing what a save from Mark Howard
2: hello and welcome back to the yours mine away podcast with me Mark Howard uh, i have joined by producer Ben today as well uh, shout out Ben All right, mate uh, I'm really excited about today's guest. Uh, I think me and you have probably had most conversations, not with each other, but about each other for the last few years. Uh, uh, Another very good goalkeeper currently at Crystal Palace, Remy Matthews. Thanks for coming in, mate. That's a
0: pleasure. Thanks for asking me on.
2: Yeah, no problem, mate. Uh, Like I said, I think that the the community that we both work in, we've spoke about each other for years. And actually, this is... You've just
0: reminded me this is actually the, the second time we've met. Literally, yeah. I think I've spoke about you more than I spoke about myself yeah, yeah. Like, to a few people, obviously being at Bolton and, and with Selzy, Um And weeks. And big weeks. And <laughs> even Lonis as well. Like, so many people that know both of us or are connected in some way. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's one of them where, like, I get caught up talking too much about someone else that I forget to talk about myself after True, yeah. You forget to
2: yourself a pat on the back every now and then. <laughs> <laughs> right, I'm going to crack straight on with our quickfire uh, questions, right? Just to break the ice a little bit, mate. Settle you in, right. Uh, Favourite goalkeeper, kit
0: colour? Um, I'm going to go white. White? Yeah, I wore white last year. One, well, I wore white last year for one game against Celtic. We, we got battered. Like, but I just felt oh. I felt nice in it, yeah, but yeah? never wore it after that. So Strange one. Yeah.
2: That. That's nice, that though. Right, so play out from the back or kick it long? Are you playing it Depends, the yeah. It depends, last year? depends who I'm playing for. Yeah.
0: Like Last year, obviously, with Fiera, it was always play out, play out, play out. Uh, and then when I went to St Johnston, it was more play out when you can, but let's just kick it long kick and, it and right. try and get the second balls. To be honest, uh, who's your favourite ever goalkeeper? I'm gonna go Carlo Cudicini. When yeah. I grew up, I was a big Chelsea fan. Nice. Um, so he that's was the was first one that's mentioned. Carlo, Cudicini, what a yeah, goalkeeper no, what a by keeper the way. he was. Yeah, he was. He was definitely my favourite. And then obviously Peter check moving yep. forward, um, but would have definitely been. I just remember he used to save every single penalty, like every time when when I was younger. Didn't he have lotto gloves as well? Lotto, that's right. Yeah, yeah, lotto. (laughs) He was about four foot tall as well at the time. what a goalie. That top hand saver, he was the first one. That's what he was so good at. I can't do it still, but that was what he was a joke at. (laughs) I can't reach that (laughs) either, mate.
2: uh, Match of the day or Sky Sports News?
0: Match of the day. Yeah, Yeah. just grew up as a child. Too much rubbish on Sky Sports. Long sleeve shirts or short sleeve? I actually wore short sleeve last year. It just depends what. I guess they've got, I wear short sleeve, but with an under armour, unless it's like. Some goalie kits I are baggy in it. Baggy, that's what I'm saying. Like <laughs> when I was younger, and like you go to these loan clubs and you get these kits and you're too scared to ask for the size and they're baggy, you got them tucked in. Some of the pictures I saw, like when I was 18, 19, miles off it. Mate, you're lucky you ain't as old as me. I used to have
2: elbow pads built into yeah, the m- shirt. Yeah, I had one of them. I think,
0: where was I? They were awful. Might have been Burton. No, nah, Burton was short sleeve, but there was definitely one club. Purple it was as well, and a big baggy. But they just make them so much baggier as yeah. well. Mate, even the short, mate. I remember old school shorts, just padded the already well. in yeah, the shorts.
2: Yeah. Imagine actually doing that now, you'd look awful. <laughs>
0: right, World Cup or Champions League? Champions League. Yeah, yeah. Not. I don't know. Like, I'm not. I don't watch too much into the international, unless they get obviously quarters, semis, and, and and like that. But I'm not too too big into. I, in the summer, I try and have. I try and sort of. So off from it all. You know, yeah. uh, at mate, I think
2: international was boring at yeah, times. I'm, like I'm the Ashes, same. mate. I watch the Ashes, yeah. yes, but I won't watch any other cricket. Any other cricket. Rugby, same yeah. as well. Like, all these Just norm- jump on yeah. the bandwagon. And <laughs> <isn't> it? <laughs> it's getting good. Right, uh, best goalkeeper in the world right now?
0: it's um, a good question, that. I'm going to go... I really like Alisson, to be fair. Yeah. I like Alisson, yeah. I like Edison. Um how they can both be at Bra- for Brazil, mate? Unbelievable. One of them don't play. That's, That's what a- I'm saying. Horrendous. That must be some t- tension in training now, isn't there, between them two? Right, head tennis or goalie wars? Head tennis. Yeah. Yeah. Head tennis all I day. Love goalie wars, mate. We no, don't want talk about man. goalie wars. Enough. That sort of died out a little bit for me, though. We don't play that too much. We Dino loves head tennis, so we play that quite a bit. Yeah. And spike ball. We ever played spike ball? Spike ball's ball? good, isn't it? Well, Dino obviously brought that in. Like and oh, remember the
2: clip? We have to. Be, That's right, Norwich. Yeah, at Norwich.
0: I went. I was on loan at the time when they were. Who was it? Ben Killip, weren't it? Um, Michael McGovern. Might have been Gov and Paul. Paul Jones. Paul Jones. Paul jo- no, it was Paul Jones, Ben Killip, John Ruddy, and Dino. That's right. And mate, what a game! What a what a game that is. Are Are you we, still doing it now? We yeah. play it. Yeah, we we haven't played it this season. Obviously being pre season, but Dino loves it because he sort of he invented that game. Like he he'll that like, he did though. He brought it into <laughs> Norwich, and ever since you see like a few. Few other people jump on it as well, but that's probably one of the better games he that, had a clip that like, kind of went viral that for clip, a with, That been, was didn't them for mate. That was unbelievable as well. Yeah. Yeah. To be fair, you never get you never see that again. Right,
2: and then one more, uh, best goalkeeper you've ever worked with. God, I'm gonna
0: have to think about this and yeah. Yeah. Make sure I'm I'm this stitch, oh. I make sure I answer this properly. Um <laughs> I've I've actually been fortunate to work with quite a few. Obviously, recently worked with Sam, Jack, Guaita, um Big John Ruddy growing up. He was massive for me. Big influence and more of a role model because he was sort of like the main number one at Norwich at the time. And he was there for a long time and done really well. Got an yeah. England call-up. Um So, yeah, I'll probably say John. John's had a great career. Sam, obviously, <coughs> excuse me, Sam's doing really well at the minute. So there's there's been a few. I'm trying to think if I forgot anyone, but... <laughs> I'm going to say
2: big John Ruddy, yeah. Yeah, nice, right. Uh, so normally we kick this off with the usual questioning, right? But
0: why goalkeeping? Why Why are you a goalkeeper? <coughs> um, I actually tried to play, like start playing up from, I think I was centre back or whatever. I was always quite a tall, tall young kid. Um, and I think I might have been eight or nine and I played I played for a team, but I played a year up and I was at centre half and the keeper got injured and it was sort of like, go on, you're the tallest, in you get? And literally from that day on, I remember that game literally like it was yesterday and I had the, probably the best game I've ever had since today. <laughs> Still the today. Best, <laughs> the, to, 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 to this day, the best game I've ever had. And then that season got player of the year, manager's player of the year, all that. And just from then, yeah, literally kicked on and, and fortunate enough, I think I was 9-10 joined, obviously, Norwich Academy. So yeah. It's strange once you get that bug for it. It's weird, yeah, because everyone's like, why keeper? Why did you pick that? But look, obviously I'd love to be a striker and getting all that, as much money as possible. But... <laughs> yeah. um, no, nah, like I, I, I love doing it. Like I love, I love every day, and love, love the job that I've got. And obviously, you've got to be a little bit mad. But um, everyone's journey into goalkeeping is normally like they
2: volunteered. They it's volunteered like no one else as a else would kid. Do it. Yeah. And then it's like you realise, oh, it's no glory, but it's all guts. Yeah. And then you're like, yeah, I quite like that bit. <laughs>
0: yeah, that, that's what happened though. It was like, oh, go on then you get. And everyone's sort of like, right, we'll have, we'll rotate ten minutes, ten minutes here, ten minutes there, and then all of like, like I said, I went in. And did not want to go out, and then my dad got sort of a bug for it, and, and and sort of like said, look, that's that's now your position, and just concentrate on that. So, and I ain't looked back ever since. That's decent that, and it was a pretty quick pathway then straight into Norwich's academy. Yeah, I, I actually started quite late, so I was I think like eight nine, and obviously for a kid that was quite late. Um And then off the back of that season, I went on like a community course or whatever it was. Football um, in the community. Football in the community. Class, that's it, mate. What, a, what FITC a- or something? That's what they call. Ledge. Um, and I actually done quite well. And I remember the main guy who who took it come over to me and said, "Look, really like him." But at the time, we've got Jed Steer. He was the keeper there, but he was a year older than me. But they thought I was because play- I was playing up a year. They thought that was my age. So obviously, my old man said he's playing up a year. Blah blah. Straight away, right? We want to take him on a six six week trial because it was always six week. It always trial. was a six week trial. Um, so yeah, went done a six week trial, signed me at ten, and I was there till 24 so I was there for 14 yeah it was a long just went so quick looking back now it's it flew by but it was a good stint and it was a great club to be fair and I was again, obviously being born there as well yeah it was perfect you, are you a Norwich fan my old man was a Chelsea fan so oh you said yeah can't yeah, yeah but it was um once I signed there you probably know yourself who the, you play for you sort of support do you yeah, know what yeah. I mean so I, I supported them I still got again now still keep Track of how they get on. I still know a few of the lads there and a few, um few people that work there. So um, I'd probably say Chelsea fan, but more interest in Norwich than what I am Chelsea now. And then obviously now I've got more interest in Palace because that's course, who I play yeah. for. You have to say that, mate. <laughs> but no I've always been like it every yeah. club I've gone to people go who do you support and it's just as a footballer it's I think we're all the same you end up following football exactly yeah you, you can't support a team you That's can't have I'm passion for I can't play two. for Norwich and support Ipswich nah. No, it just doesn't work like that nah. so.
2: obviously then like you say when you come through the academy there you, you've made, you've brushed over the fact that you made that sound really easy mate No.
0: Nah. I bet it was far from it the amount it. of keepers that I had to try and compete with yeah. obviously Gunny was there at the time Angus Gunn Jed Steer Declan Rudd Joe Lewis. Um, it's a conveyor belt. It was a it, You that. know what? Looking back, it was it was it was a tough sort of um, path to follow because all them keepers I named were England internationals at yeah. the time, and I was sort of the only one out of that bunch that never played for for England as a as a schoolboy. Um, but the good thing with it is that always drove me on. I was always looking up to Jared Deck. Um, it was more them two and obviously big John Ruddy at the time, and that was more of like what what sort of got me that. Um, I guess got me to that next level of competing with the best because they were the best in the in the in the country at the time. So that was that was probably a big factor. And I was always fortunate that I had good goalkeeping coaches growing up as well. So that helped massively too. Yeah, obviously when you're that age, you're trying to pick
2: off the one ahead of you all the time, aren't you? But you've got a hell of a standard I had, to pick off. There,
0: I, I had one at my age, um, which luckily I ended up ended up getting ahead. I then I had Angus coming up, so I had him behind me trying to. <laughs> trying to get to me I I was then trying to get to Jed Jed to Deck um, and it just has that sort of spiral effect but I think Jed I think Jed then left he then moved on to Villa so it sort of opened up a path for me to sort of become the professional yeah. and Deck was still there at the time Deck obviously then moved on to I think it was Preston and then it was sort of me Mark Bunn and John um, Big Bunny, the Big longest Bunny, arms. What in the world. a guy, mate. Bunny, what a guy. Unbelievable keeper, like, shot stopper. <laughs> unbelievable. He came through at Northampton Academy, and my brother. That's right, yeah.
2: Right, and they were both in the, like, I think they shared digs together. Like, yeah. and They've got some terrible stories together. <laughs> but like, <laughs> yeah. Bunny used to come for every cross, mate. He had the longest the arms. Longest in the longest arms, mate.
0: He's obviously. He, he can scratch his ankles without, but, like, without <laughs> tip bending down, mate. <laughs> What a guy he was. But some of the saves that he would make, we obviously had Dave Watson, a goalkeeping oh, coach, yeah. and what a goalkeeping coach he was as well. But we had we had him. And this, like, he would probably be he'd do this drill where you'd be on an angle, and he'd volley it from five yards. So You start in the middle, gone. You'd have to run across and just go for go it. Go for what He would never ever concede. There's me going in conceding everyone, and then he's going in. Literally, he couldn't couldn't score past him. Like, he's, some of the, the levers he had were yeah. were unbelievable, and the, some of the saves that I saw him make in training were, were ridiculous. Even when he played, he played he played really well. Yeah, but he was always. He always liked that comfortable number two spot. Bunny was a good guy. He loved, he loved that sort of chilling. Yeah, a great guy, chilling, Bunny.
2: Yeah. See, uh, so when you come through the academy and that, was you, obviously you're saying about that goalie group. Did you just go straight into that goalie group and they progressed you because they knew that they had this conveyor belt? And was it like you all got a bit fast-tracked to the first team?
0: Yeah, potentially. I was probably more... So I had um, a, an academy goalkeeper coach, Darren Lovell. Well, I'm not sure no, if you know yeah. him. From, he, he's, he's been at Cardiff and stuff like that. I had him... Um, so I was always in and around sort of the academy, and then Dave Watson come in, and to be fair, used to take me up. Um, like I'd, I'd go from academy to first team every now and then, and, and then he sort of tried to progress me even more. And then it was it was really when Dean Kylie come in, and that's when I actually sort of went with him full time. D- Dino sort of took me under his wing. Um, must have saw something in me. And Still does. Um, well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> to this day, he's not, never let me go. has he? So what a guy. Um, So yeah, he he obviously brought me in, and that's when I was training full time. Pushed me out, pushed me to go on loan. I think I'd uh, where did I go? Maybe I've got them down here, mate. I can list them. I've got so many on there. Um, I I think that was previous. I think it was was it Hamilton after that? Doncaster. Doncaster, right? Okay, yeah. So I went to Doncaster for two, three months back end of the season. I think it might have been him then. And then obviously uh, Hamilton was a big one because Alex Neal was there at the time. They had the connection, and it was sort of, of course, like yeah. I, I remember to this day. I went in to, for a meeting with Alex Neil, and it was um, I had a couple of clubs in in England that wanted to take me on loan, and I'm sitting there having a conversation. He said, "Oh, so what do you want to do?" And I was like, "Well, ideally, I'd like to stay in England." He said, "No," nah. he said, "You're going to Scotland." <laughs> I was like, "Oh," well, so, so he asked me the question, knowing exactly what answer. I was doing. So I didn't really have a say, but you know what? It was it was a blessing, really, because I actually really enjoyed my time up in. Um, in Scotland when I was at Hamilton and obviously Dean I'd come and watched me a few times and and it was um it was a good experience it was proper football it was it I've said
2: this before but I went out on loan to Scotland when I was I young had. and I loved it I think yeah. it's probably the best place for any under 23 goalie to learn to a learn. trade
0: massive and even growing up around yeah. Glasgow Edinburgh places like that was 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 unbelievable um what for the nightlife nightlife was a joke <laughs> 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 nightlife was class even <laughs> Hamilton nightlife was all right um but yeah no nah, it was that was obviously my. That was probably my first sort of major loan where I played. I played a stint of games, um, and then I got injured at Christmas time. I think I dislocated my shoulder. I had to go back to Norwich for a couple of months, and then. Um
2: like, was you always a bit nervous when you got into the first team, like that environment at Norwich? Um, like, what did you notice a massive step up, or was it? Are oh, you you looked up to the other goalies, and you, yeah, that goalie f- group was such a strong unit anyway that yeah. you just felt
0: comfortable? They, you know what, Deck, Jed, and and John, and even Bunny, um, some good guys, some good they? keepers. Yeah, they were they were good good lads as well, and they looked after me, and that, that's. That's massive, and that's what I try and do now. I've experienced that. As any of the young lads, like you know yourself when you were a kid, it's intimidating. Yeah. Um, we had like Grant Hall, Morrison, people like that, and it's like, don't talk to me unless I talk to you. Do you yeah. know what I mean? But I, I got I used to get on with more Russell Martin, and and I think if you try and come across as a good guy and respectful guy, they'll respect you as well. I think nowadays you see a lot of young kids earn a lot of money very early, and they're not quite very humble, disrespectful not as humble and, and it it does play a factor yeah, and, yeah. and your senior lads do see that even us to this day you sort of see it probably at Wrexham and hundred yeah. percent, not so much at Palace but I see it obviously last year at St. Johnson and stuff like that there's kids alright they, they probably didn't earn too much money but they see all these higher up players and think that that's how they should be wash bags watchers this that do you know what I mean driving these cars and yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just, <laughs> 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 I'm gallant, i just <laughs> yeah. um, no, 100%. I think that the, the
2: footballer lifestyle is not all it's cracked up to be. It's and not, I think people yeah. look at like the Premier League players yeah.
0: and it just get carried away yeah, with yeah. it. It's like me when I when obviously I went from um, Sunderland to, to Palace. Obviously Sunderland, massive club, facilities were ridiculous, but the difference in obviously League One to the Prem is, is crazy from, we went to Australia last year for pre-season and you're flying business class, the hotel was a five-star and everything's just top, top. Whereas I went to, obviously, St. Johnson last year, again, a great club, but the difference in facilities, gym-wise, food, everything is just, it's crazy, really, when you think about it. But it's funny because I stayed in, um, I stayed in, like, an apartment, and above me, my landlord lived, and he basically turned around to me and he said, since meeting you, I've realised that football isn't all as it seems. Yeah. Because there's times where I go home, obviously, family stayed stayed at home, didn't, didn't move up with me, so I'm going home at, say, 4 or 5 o'clock, and you just... You do nothing, especially no. if you just lost. Say you play Rangers Celtic, you've just been battered 4-5-0. It's a lonely place. It's a lonely well. place. And you, you can't go out because you can't get seen out. Where I lived, everyone knew who you was because it was such a little 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 yep. town. So if you get seen or anything, it's like straight away, they don't know your circumstance. You're getting battered. Oh, you shouldn't be out. You're this, you're that. Yep. And and that's that's the big thing. And unless you're top, top, people don't see there's, there's so much different things in, in, in football. A hundred
2: percent, mate. Right, I'm going to, this will wind Celsi up, because we're going to play goalie or no goalie now. (laughs) Here
0: he goes. What a save from Mark Howard. Hopefully I can do better than him. (laughs) Oh, wow. I
2: better answer a few questions, actually. (laughs) (laughs) Right, so Celsi got seven out of ten, mate, so I know you're going to want to beat him. I'll try and beat Uh, him. Right, so I think you've heard it before, you know the script. It's one point for each correct answer, and I've got five international goalkeepers. And I've got five random people. Has anyone ever got zero? No. You'll be all right, mate. First for everything. Right. You ready, yeah? (laughs) Go on. Don't be nervous. Number one, Sam Nelson.
0: Sam Nelson. International. All international keepers. They're all international
2: goalkeepers or five random people. He's got to be some sort of. He's got to be English or something.
0: So I'm going to have to say no. No keeper.
2: No goalie? No goalie. He is not a goalkeeper. It's Idris Elba's character from Hijack. Okay, I no, never. You've heard not seen of it. the TV show no. For Hijack? No, yeah. oh, it's three, I'm three or four episodes. Series. In. What's a program? Is it yeah, this? Series, no? yeah. Just, oh, just. He's a negotiator out. on a plane, mate. That gets taken What's hostage. That on? It's on. Like, oh God, I'm gonna have to think about it. Yeah, think about that. Apple one. TV, I think. Okay, might be it's good, might mate. Have to, might have to really good to that. It's only, there's only been so a So much spare time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, true. Yeah. Right, number two,
0: Hernando Ari. Nando Ari, never heard of it. I've never heard of him. If it is it's a lovely pasta dish, say that again. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> is that you trying to do me there?
2: <laughs> Nando Ari, Nando Ari. I'm going to say goalkeeper. It is a goalkeeper, yeah. right? Uh, it's Indonesia start, and Percy Bayer goalkeeper. Okay. Nice Indonesian Indonesia. goalkeeper. Right, two out of two make flying Good start. Better themselves, you win. Right, number three, Matiev Vidovsky
0: sounds like a, f- a football name sounds Swedish or something like that. say again I'm trying to see the My way he says it if like, he says it right or not
2: Matijevs Vidovsky. I'm going to go goalkeeper yeah he is Slovenia goalkeeper here. and Olympia Olympia I'm not even going to pronounce the second bit of the team's name Christ <laughs> never I've, I've got no idea mate I thought I butchered that I bet Celsius knows all these games. Yeah, he would he? do, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's definitely a provider glass for everyone. Right. Number four,
0: Sean Carter. Again, that's an English name, so I've never heard of it. I'm gonna go no goalkeeper. Uh, Jay-Z is not uh, so, <laughs> a goalie mate. Couldn't even tell you. That. Nah,
2: nice. Oh, mate, four out of 4 flying here. Right. Number five. Let me get pronunciations right. Aaron. <laughs> that's the odd bit. Sturtivance. Aaron Sturtivant.
0: Aaron Sturtivants. Hmm. Again, never heard of any of these goalkeepers you've you've reeled off. But I'm going to go no goalkeeper. You're
2: on fire, mate. It's Breaking Bad style. Aaron Paul's real okay. name. Yeah, good. Aaron Sturtivant. What? Never heard of it. Sandler never heard Bolle of it, of matter, didn't I watch Breaking Bad as well. That's, yeah. all, that's bad of me. That he's definitely got most put on voice I've ever heard. Of him. <laughs> flying five out of five right number six Ika Alvarez Mm, I like the name so I'm going to go goalkeeper six out of six mate Andorra and Villarreal goalkeeper oh is that Villarreal ah okay yeah it's a proper football name that isn't it Ika Alvarez yeah it sounded right yeah nice right number seven Christopher Cooksey can't be a goalkeeper can I Cooksey Christopher Cooksey
0: No goalkeeper.
2: He is not a goalkeeper. <laughs> Mate, you've already got... S- sells his total Should we just already. finish it there? <laughs> <laughs> he is uh, rapper Frank Ocean, American singer-songwriter. Never heard of him. No, I'm not going to try and sing one of his songs. So, <laughs> I'll leave that right there. Right, number eight, Sergei Ignatovich.
0: I think my pronunciation was good then, yeah, you know. Right, that's oh, yeah. well that's, that that's what's yeah. making me think, but again, I don't know. so okay. Can't keep going. Goalkeeper, no goalkeeper. Can you say it again? I see no. Sergei Ignatovich. I'm gonna go no
2: goalkeeper. He is a goalkeeper for Belarus.
0: Should have gone with it, should I? I'm in an R in there. Second guessing yourself. Don't don't guess the formula, mate.
2: Right, number nine, Wade Wilson. No goalkeeper. He is not a goalkeeper. That's actually my boss's character uh, in Deadpool. <laughs> <laughs> That's Deadpool's Walls name. Yeah. I
0: thought that couldn't
2: have been a name. No, mate, eight out of ten so far. Right, One more to go. Number ten, Jefferyn
0: Barr. It's mad that I don't know any of these goalkeepers. <laughs> yeah,
2: no. Uh, no, I know them all as well. Jeffrey. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. No <laughs> chance. Such a lie. Such a
0: lie. What's his name again? Jeffrey Barr. Jefferyn Barr. Barr. Jeffrin Barr. No goalkeeper. He is a
2: goalkeeper. He's is South Africa and Portadown goalkeeper, mate. 8 out of 10. I'll got- take that. Yeah, I'm happy with that. Morgan sells
0: it. So he's going is to be that- female. <laughs> I'm surprised he's <laughs> not ringing me now.
2: You're defo taking a picture <laughs> of that send on your way out of here. <laughs> Class, mate. Well done, mate. 8 That's out of 10. Awesome. Buzzing enough.
1: Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank.
2: that right I, I want to talk about your loan system uh and how it's treated you I'll be all night yeah, yeah. so like obviously you, you've had a few very successful loans mm-hmm. you've, you've gone to teams and just covered basically yeah. how, how do your loans how have they came about is it more the club sorted them out is it an agent sorted them out or is it like you knocking on the door going i'll tell you what i, I need a game here
0: um i think it's all it's a bit of both really obviously being being at a young age it was more your manager your goalkeeping coach because you I had no contact through through them years. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? You don't really know anyone. Um, so obviously went to Hamilton, done pretty well there. And off the back of that, I think Derek Adams was at Plymouth at the time and he was actually watching. We played a playoff game last game of the season for Hamilton against Dundee United to stay in the league. And I played quite well. And I think he, I remember him saying that he remembers me from that. So that's how that one come, come along. They contacted Norwich. Um, and that was an emergency loan at the time because the keeper there actually got injured so I went there Christmas time um, <coughs> and mate they were rock bottom 10 points adrift it was unbelievable 10 points adrift rock bottom basically sort of going and just nothing to lose I think we went like 15 games unbeaten flying and then we ended up finishing one point from from the playoffs and it was funny because we played Gillingham away and I, I just can't play every time I play there I get battered I just I think it's always <laughs> far, it's, I think every time I've been there we've lost at least 5-0 so we went there and um, we needed to win. I think we needed to win six We needed to score at least six goals to to make the playoffs. Which again, it's manager's going to say, "Come on, lads, let's get yourself going." But yep. realistically, it was it was always going to be hard. Um, Twenty minutes in, we're three nil down. So oh. like, lads are sort. Of, the thing is, we were sort, not on holiday mode, but last game of the season wasn't really going to happen. Child, yeah. I think it was Charlton we were competing with. They were 2-0 up at half time. Had to be a massive swing. Massive swing and right football nowadays you've seen with Sheffield Wednesday the other day it, <laughs> it happens, do you know what I mean, but it's um it was one of them so half time come in, found out what their result was. Managers obviously come in understandably blah. But I was then going back and he's gone through everyone and he basically turned around to every one of the lads and said if we continue playing how we're playing you're coming in till the end of June that's when you contract the two we was obviously finished date for June whatever it was he was like lone lads I can get you back to the end of July like your contract's till the end of July and we're all looking at each other going my car's packed I've driven my car to Gillingham my car's <laughs> fully packed I'm not turning back and going I'm back going to home, yeah. I'm going home Yeah." so we're all looking at each other so we go back out and I think we ended up losing 6-1 or whatever so we got battered even in the second half come in and I, was, I think, I can't remember who the other lad was. It might have been Oscar Frelko. do you know Oscar? Yeah. He might have been a bobble at the time. No, I, I played with him at Salford. Of course you did, yeah. yeah. Um, so we're walking in together and like, sort of looking at each other going, do you think he's like half serious here? Like, do you think we're actually going to be in now? Look, just lost 6-1 or 5-1, whatever it was. Got in, obviously, after the, after the game. And understandably, he, he had a pop, but he didn't say anything to anybody. He was like, right, lads, speak to you tomorrow. So we're all looking going like, what's, what's the crack here? But I've got in my car, I'm driving home. Like I'm already halfway, I'm driving home. <laughs> got home, heard nothing, not even a text from the manager. Even though we'd just gone 15, 16 games on done Bottom, unbelievable. Yeah. Like ledge season in the end. Didn't hear, a, didn't hear a word, no phone call, nothing. And I think I got a text like probably about a month later saying, um, it, to be fair, it was a nice text, but I was more disappointed with how I got nothing for, for so long. And I was yeah. sort of like... Does he, like, really hate me? Because yeah, I, mean? yeah. I was actually hoping to go back. Like I really enjoyed my time there. Um And, yeah, so obviously off the back of that, I was then supposed to go back to compete for the number one spot at Norwich. Um, obviously being a young kid, academy prospect, yeah. fans wanted it to happen. And then um, we went away to Germany for pre-season. And to be honest, I had a beast. <laughs> like, I had a beast in the pre-season games. Like, it just – I was a young kid at the time. And because i come off such a good spell in Plymouth – And again it's from going from league one to the champ and you know yourself it's it's a big step it's a big step and you're over eager to and and that's what it was like i was the michael McCubbin was there at the time i was there angus had just gone back to city i think and it was like right perfect time for you to be the number one so obviously coming in training and even then i just felt daniel fark was a manager i just felt at the time that there was something that weren't right and i just didn't feel comfortable in that that's that situation so we went away to Germany, played a couple of preseason games. Um, again, had a beast. Made a mistake in both of the games, and then got back. All of a sudden, the next day, Tim Krul walks in the door. But I'm looking, going, well, I was never going to play anyway. Because that's not that, that, exactly. That was not an overnight thing. That was happening before yeah. we even went away. Um, so obviously, Tim Krul comes in the building, big name. Of course, he's going to come in and play. So obviously, I'm sort of going, right, well. I could potentially sit there as a number two, not play, but comes to sort of the start of the season, I don't even get the number two spot. McGovern gets put as a number two, I'm number three. Gaffer calls me in and he's like, look, I want you to go on loan, I want you to go keep playing games, keep progressing and I was like, right, fine. Um, Stuart Webber called me in saying, we want to offer you a new deal, we want to do this, we want to do that but that's when my agent then was like, look, let's try and get you out on a perm. So that's when Bolton then obviously come in uh, Lee Butler rang me. I think I think their gaffer Parkinson rang me at the time, but my agent at the time had Ben Alwick there as well. So um, it was actually Richard Lee that first contacted me and said, "I'd
2: just left that summer."
0: That's right. You'd just yep. gone. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. So Richard Lee had actually contacted me and said, um, "There's a bit of interest there. They're, they're they're looking and potentially wanting to bring you in." I was like, "Perfect." So I rang my. I, I'm not obviously going to say who it was, but I rang my agent saying, "There's a bit of interest at Bolton," and he was like. Nah, there's no interest. But because Ben was obviously there, he didn't want to put us both in the same. He was like, nah, nah, they're signing Davies maybe at the time or whatever it was. Um, So obviously I'm a little bit like, so I've been told by Richard Lee, obviously a big agent, great guy as well, that there's a chance of me going here. I'm now speaking to my actual agent and he's saying no. He's binning it off. So he's binning it off. He's literally (laughs) binned it off. So I've got off the phone. I'm thinking, so where, where am I going with this one? So I contacted Richard Lee again, I think. And then he must have got Lee Butler to ring me direct. And then obviously there was interest. So I then got off the phone. I rang the agent. I said, I've just been on the phone to Lee Butler and they're saying they want to take me. They want to take me on um they want to take me on a permanent at that time. And then, and then obviously, you know, agents are agents. Like, yeah, yeah, I've just been on the phone to them actually. Oh. Like they want to do it, brilliant, let's get it done. Yeah, good chat, mate. Yeah, good, nice. yeah, cheers. Um And then it it went on and on and on. They couldn't come to an agreement, because then Norwich were being a bit of a a pain by saying they wanted a fee for me and they wanted like half a million or whatever it was. No. Eight hundred grand or whatever it was at the time, um, Bolton weren't going to pay that. Like, they weren't going to pay, especially because I went in the, there to be the number two. So obviously and I'm they going had in no money and weren't paying. Not, yeah, exactly. <laughs> that, yeah. yeah. Um, so what, I was obviously looking what time to, to sign for Bolton. That what, worst time that. To be fair, like gr- great, great club to go into, um, but it went on for so long they couldn't come to an agreement, and then it ended up going right. You're going to go there on loan with an uh, obligation to sign in in january so i was like right okay let's let's get that done let's just get it done over the line (coughs) signed the contract went there first year or first six months loved it championship like didn't play but was like getting into that sort of first team environment championship um and then obviously i think i got in the team the back end of it might have been December or whatever it was. Yeah, I played a few games, yeah. Played yeah. Blackburn. Played a few games and done actually done done reasonably well. Like done, done quite well. And then um, I think Gaffer then pulled me back out because Ben then got fit. And it's just how it works sometimes. With Ben was the captain there as well, and yeah. he was flying to be fair. Good, like done really well that year. And then um, it then come to obviously January when I was supposed to sign a permanent administration. Then hit like chairman's <laughs> left administration hit they Can't sign players, so I'm sort of like, I've got to go back to Norwich. Who don't basically, we've sort of like, not we, we didn't leave on bad terms, but the manager and they're expecting you to go, they're out. expecting me not to come back, like, there's no reason for me to go back. Me and the manager sort of had a little fallout. Um, he doesn't want me back, understandably, and it, it was what it was. So I didn't go back to Norwich, <coughs> excuse me. I then went back to Norwich, um, and I've been there 24 years, I had a good stint there. Literally got back and they put me with the 21s, put me in like some cabin far, far away, put me with the 21s. And that's hard mentally. It was mentally, it was hard because it was like, I've been there that long. I've done a good stint there. Like, I've done everything that they've wanted me to. Yeah, me and the manager didn't see eye to eye at the time, and it was what it was. That's football. But for me to go back to my sort of parent club and get told, look, get yourself over there in a change room on your own, come in when the 21s are training. It was, it was tough, um, but I had no choice yeah, because… They're your parent club. They're my parent yeah, club. Of course Bolton it. couldn't sign me at the time. They, they were still trying. Obviously, Phil Parkinson was like, look, just wait. We're going to do it. We're going to do it. Um, and then there was some agreement that they could. So I ended up signing. I went back there probably a couple of weeks later. Again, probably silly of me too, knowing that they were going in administration. I'm going to have to have a drink to take off. <laughs> talking about Bolton mate oh, yeah. <laughs> I know yeah bringing back nightmares that so yeah fir, first year but I went about back not getting paid that's what that was not getting paid for six months but that's what it was so I went back in obviously Ben had sort of lost his head a little bit got injured I went in the team done well kept my place Um, but because we weren't getting paid everything was so uh, up in the air we had a lot of senior players Wheats Clayton Donaldson McGuinness um, Ben <laughs> We had a lot of senior players, Gary O'Neill, people like that, who weren't really Andrew Taylor still there? Andrew well. Taylor, yeah. yeah. He was obviously probably one of the senior right? players. He was one of the one of the, the main people there. Um and it got to that stage where they were like, if I'm not getting paid, I'm not playing. Simple. Yeah. Like they've made their money, they've had their career, they're sort of like. I'm it's not, not going even to that. It's the risk of injury. The risk See, if of injury. Thinking
2: yeah. like I've got one or two more years left yeah. in the game, and they're going. why well, am I putting my body on the line now? But no
0: one understood that nah. outside of the football and world. No yeah. one understood that. So I think we refused to play. It was the Brentford game. I think um, next minute we're the worst. Pe- like, oh, you're getting paid all this. Well, hold on, one minute. We're not getting paid for yeah, starters. Yeah. So like the the the, the, sh- the shout is right. So if you go work in Tesco and you're not getting paid, are you going to continue to work? You're not. Do you know what I mean? It's different, but it's it's not different in in still the same sort of um, aspect. And and, and that's what it got to is like, the senior lads were like, well, we're not playing. So then the younger lads are looking and going, well, we're going to have to do the same. We can't now go and play. So it got to the stage where we all obviously had to come to an agreement that, right, we're not going to play, didn't play, they then played the kids I they think. played the kids Yeah, played the kids against was it Brentford or Coventry or whoever it, it was someone at the time so they played the kids um, and then that had the uproar that obviously sort of got I think the PFA stepped in yeah. they paid us a month money we played the next few games but there was still a few lads that were going some of them weren't even turning up there yeah. was times at training where we were supposed to be in for nine and at quarter to nine we saw someone would put in the chat going no training training's off we're not turning up we got a game the next day or whatever. Yeah. And obviously me being a youngster coming through, I was playing. I I needed to train, but yeah. obviously I couldn't go against anyone else. And to be honest, because we weren't getting paid, I sort of understood that, well, hold on a minute. I don't want to go in and not, not play. So, so that season went, we obviously didn't get paid for six months. <coughs> um, then the summer come and the first year, um, Palace would, that was when Palace first wanted me to go in. They signed Henderson in the end. But um I had Dougie on the phone going, right, we wanna we wanna take you as the third choice, blah, blah, blah. I just wanted to get out of there. Like, like don't get me wrong, love the club, loved yeah. that season because I played and played well. But I needed because we weren't getting paid, um, you had to sort of try and do everything you could to get out. So Palace was like, right, perfect, let's take you. Spokes administrators, administrators were like, No, we want two million for you. <laughs> And I was like, no yeah. one's going to pay two million. Do you yeah. know what I mean? It's it, be it, realistic like Yeah, I've got, got a no year money. left in my contract. You've got, got no board. money. So basically that, that was the first knockoff. So there was a few lads that were sort of going, right, I'm going to just take, I think they, a couple of the boys took it, maybe McGinnis or someone took them to court or something. Yep. And it was a big risk. But obviously in the end it worked out. And I was like, well, I love actually, I actually loved the club. Like I really enjoyed being there. First year was, was great. So I thought, right. I'm going to just suck it up here and and hopefully next year I'll be the number one I'll play. We'll get yeah. promoted again. <coughs> obviously, next year comes, still no takeover. Lads still not being paid. Um, we can't sign any players. We had like six, seven senior players. And I can't remember if you remember, but we we played the first five games with... Probably five, six senior players, and we got beat five, six nil every yeah, game. I remember every single game. Even your we were pre-season trip, you had to cancel games. Didn't we had it? to cancel games. We weren't playing no pre-season games. We weren't really training. Yeah. Um, obviously, Parky was a manager at the time, and it was it was brutal for everyone. Um, but again, I um, I was quite fortunate because my contract didn't change from Champ to League One because when I signed at Bolton, we were yeah. sick from the league flying at the time, so I don't think they saw right. We're going to get good? relegated. Yeah, of course, yeah. So I was sort of like, right, well, it's not the worst case. I'll stay here. We're yeah. going to get paid eventually and new and takeover. Gonna I'm going to get games, appearance, money, perfect. Yeah. Right, let's stay. So I stayed for another six months. But obviously the first five games we were getting battered, battered, bad, 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 bad. <coughs> <coughs> Throats in pieces here. <laughs> Um So the first five games we got battered and it was, as a keeper, you know, so it's demoralising. Yeah. But me being the senior one... I had to try and keep keep the lads going and get the young lads going, and, yeah. Because there were young lads in that team that yeah, would you, never have played anywhere else, or probably haven't to this day, because they were the only ones. That's all we had. Um, so then we we had the takeover, and we ended up signing a few players. Parkey had obviously left, moved on, and we then got Keith Phil. He then come in, <laughs> completely different to obviously Phil Parkinson, like. Um, signed a few big players, Daryl Murphy, Liam Bridcart obviously Will Buckley was still there. Yeah. Um, he then, still had like, some some really good players <coughs> in that squad and that, but well, we obviously went through adversity, few, it's, it's it so was, hard. It was so hard, mate. And and it got to the stage where we actually, so we started on minus 12 points, but after them five, six games, we were even worse off than what we were before we started the season. So we got our team going, Keyfield would come in and we actually went, I think, on a decent run. We actually picked up a few points. We then lost Bridge. brid got injured Daryl Murphy trained when he wanted to train and stuff <laughs> like that. And it got to the stage where we then went back to such a small squad and we were so restricted. Um, and then January come again and it was like I had uh, another agent ringing me going, Huddersfield want to take you. They want to pay, they'll pay, they're willing to pay a bit of money, but only like 50 grand away. But because obviously the club had just been taken over, with looks like we're then getting relegated to League Two. I'm probably on okay money for that league. Right, let's, I was thinking, right, they might just play it cool here and get me off the ways, let yeah. it move me on. Nothing. No, we don't want you to leave. Mike Pollock was goalkeeping coach at the time, and again, really good goalkeeping coach. Um, Keith Hill was saying, no, we want you to stay. <coughs> so another move, which would have benefited me, yeah. didn't happen. So obviously all this is then sort of like at the time you're like right whatever like it's fine let's just get on with it but years down the line it has that sort of like you still look back you at still it still look now, back at you know, it and yeah, go what, what if what be? if yeah. I think Huddersfield had a, had a ledge season after that as well um so obviously then covid hit so obviously we're we're sort of relegated anyway covid hit lads are sort of going well I wonder if they're going to avoid the season so we can start the season again and yep. blah 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 no one knew what was happening so obviously covid then hit moved on from that and that's when I joined Sunderland. Obviously joining Sunderland was a massive achievement for me because it's such a big club. It's such a huge club. And I, I, I was training with Ipswich at the time. Um, Jimmy Walker was goalkeeping coach. And they, it's mad really because it's an hour from where I'm from. They offered me a contract. And then I had Phil Parkinson on the phone going,
2: am my son. <laughs> Stop it. Um,
0: he was on the phone going, Remy, no, 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 look, we're going to offer you a better contract. Come sign here. You're going to play. Yeah. Blah blah blah. Sunderland, massive club. Obviously, worked with Phil before. Um, it's a huge like, right, club as brilliant, well. massive club, and it had so much potential. So, I was like, perfect, brilliant. Got off the phone. Next day, salary cap comes in. Ipswich have obviously moved on. Someone else signed. Um, I can't remember who it was. He's now Was it, he then went Preston. I can't remember what his name was. Um, so obviously, Phil's then rung me, going, me like, I've got to apologize. Salary cap's come in, hands are tied, can't do anything can only offer you this so I'm like ringing salesy at the time my agent and he's like right let me speak to to um Phil and the only way of working around it was like trying to offer a massive promotion bonus yeah so the promotion bonus was ridiculous yeah but you've got to rely on getting promoted that's no it's not an easy task <coughs> it's not it's, it's not an easy task so basically cut a long story short I ended up agreeing to sign on the salary cap um so you're already chasing your tail from then do you know what I mean so it Went in first day, it was a Friday, I ended up going in, trained Friday, there was a game, a friendly Saturday and I weren't supposed to play in it, but for whatever reason, me being busy, I was like, oh, let me play the first half. So I played the first half, fine, good game, solid. Again, coming at half time and I was like, can I play another 15, 20 minutes? And Gaff was like, if that's what you want to do, yeah. do it. Played another 15, 20 minutes, go and, have, go and throw one in. So I have, have a beast for the, for the for the second half. So that then sort of had a spiral effect, and I just didn't really get off to to a start at Sunderland. Like people say, like I didn't really, yeah. I didn't enjoy it for starters. Um, a long way from home. It was a like. long way from home. COVID was still going on at the time. My family did come up. To be fair, my my, my social life was okay because we were fortunate enough to meet some nice friends and yeah. people like that. But football wise, it just didn't it didn't start well. And you know, like when someone doesn't start well, it's you, again you're chasing your tail. Um, and at such a big club, understandably, the fans are, are, are on you yeah. because we're in League One, should be in the Prem, massive club. Um, so yeah, in and out of the team, sort of knew my my future wasn't going to be at, at Sunderland, and I needed a fresh start. Um, so obviously salary cap, but then had then I think they it was only a year or whatever it was because it was impossible yeah. to be able to continue of doing course, that. Yeah. So that then got binned off and then... Before you talk about leaving, let's talk about Lee Butler for a minute. Lee Butler. What a guy, Lee Butler. (laughs) He's he's probably chilling, putting some walls up right now as he's speaking. So Lee
2: Butler was my goalie coach at Bolton, yours at Bolton for a bit, and then he went to Sunderland with your... Football golf every day. Oh, my God. It's warm-ups. You used to go out an hour early (laughs) and you still would not ready for training.
0: 15 holes. And even when they come out, come on, let's have one more hole. And
2: then you'd play foot golf (laughs) for your warm-up and they'd be like... Fancy two touch? You'd be playing two. I'm oh, going. And then you'd go and play small sides without even catching a ball. The amount of times that, me and Ben, it, the amount of times that we'd like either play head tennis or foot golf, and that's like, Are you how doing good was Ben? Side? Head tennis by way
0: His hip flexion the was best, a joke. The best he head tennis player over I've ever the seen. Net. Unbelievable. It was it was rubbish. It rule shouldn't have existed. Yeah. But, mate, <laughs> it was cheating, if you weren't man. on his team, you were losing. Me yeah. and Butts used to play him, and I think it was Jake Turner at the time. Big large. Big large. Yeah. What a And if you weren't on Ben's team. There's no point playing. So we used to get to the stage, let's play two-touch or, yeah. let's say, football golf. Um, <coughs> but League Butler, what a guy. And his hands shake as well. Mate, my hands are still sore from his... How big were his
2: hands as well? See, like, I used to have this thing. I wouldn't shake his hand before a game. So even now when I see him, I shake his hand. But I do like an awkward one. A little. So, you know, like <laughs> it will go to like, hurt you and like, I'll go too far past but he and does like, it shake now, his like, wrist.
0: Because he's got that reputation, he plays on it as yeah, well yeah he does don't yeah. get me wrong like he's got like I remember the first time I ever shook his hand and it was it was more of an you, you know he's one of the nicest people you'll ever meet That's but it was it was like guy. an intimidation handshake and yeah. I was like this is my goal coach for Just the next season but then after that like top got top guy he was, uh, he, was, uh, he was a he was a good he was a good goal coach as well brilliant um, goalkeeping coach, um, coach I actually so, stayed yeah. with him for a few few nights when I was at Sunderland he was living in the barn in uh, <laughs> and my my, my uh, rent was up so I ended up staying with him for a few nights and He's a good uh, him and Steve Park in both Parky, yeah, Park. Oof. <laughs> like that. <laughs> <coughs> they used to
2: travel in him all the time, yeah, they? mate. great guy. Is he at Rexham Park? Yeah, Park Park? He yeah is, he's yeah. a top guy as well. Yeah. Oh, man, I've got so much time for Luke Butler. Yeah, he's uh, he, li- he was obviously just before I signed for Wrexham, he left. That's he right, got, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, uh, that's I was it. I gutted, yeah. I was on the phone to him constantly saying, Come back, come back. But we've we're lucky enough now, we've got a good well, he, goalie he, coach he, now.
0: He'd, he'd gone through sort of similar to what I'd gone through with Bolton. Yep. Obviously Sunderland was a bit hit and miss, yeah. so I think he was as fed up as I was, and he yeah. was sort of like I remember him saying after Sunderland finished, like I'm not going to do. And then obviously Parky got the Wrexham gig, and it were not a bad one to to do. But you could see slowly he was pulling himself was away from it for him. He was living over yeah. uh, Rotherham way. Yeah, he was obviously. I think his knees started to seize up as well. Um, but I've always been fortunate to have unbelievable goalkeeping coaches: yeah. Dave Watson, Tony Parks, Lee Butler. Paul Mavers, obviously know Paul Mavis really well. What a guy as well. Um and Dino. Dino's just uh, he's, he's he's the best of the best. Let's mate. talk
2: about how your Crystal Palace move materialised then.
0: Dean Kylie. <laughs> <laughs> nah, um, is he Uncle Dean or is he Daddy Dean? Daddy nah, Dean. Nah, Dino's, <laughs> Dino's, yeah, Dino's top guy. So obviously I had him at Norwich. Yeah. Um he moved on to Preston and we always stayed in touch. He'd be he'd <coughs> him, John Ruddy. Celsi um, were, were always the sort of three that I'd go to for advice good, bad or whatever yeah. um, but Dino obviously moved on I moved on with whatever stayed in touch um, then like I said the first year of Bolton they tried to sign me there through Dean obviously pushing for me to f- to go in off, after a good season in champ. so that didn't materialise and then yeah so Henderson was there for two years he was then leaving I was then leaving Sunderland Dino was like do you fancy it I was like, do I fancy it. it? was. It, the, I say, do I fancy it? It was, to this day, it was the best decision I've ever, ever made, but it was weighing it up, right? I've, I've come off the back of Sunday. and I think I played 10 games, whatever it was, didn't play as much as I wanted to. I'm going to go here and know that I'm not, I am not. I knew what my gig was. I was yeah, going to go course, as fair yeah. choice, knowing that I weren't going to play. Um, Everyone thinks it's an easy role, right? But you have to almost <clears throat> accept
2: that you've got to be the best trainer you can be, Monday trainer. to Friday, and, 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 and then Saturday's just a write-off, you don't
0: play. And this, and this is it, it's like... I used to hate finishing drills when I was playing. I used to, hate, because they're not for, most of them are not for goalkeepers, yeah. but I knew going in, and Butler used to make a, a funny comment when I told him I was going, he was like, well, you're gonna have to start diving now for the, <laughs> for the, um, for the finishing drills. So obviously going into Palace, you're, you're playing with the best players and like Wilfred Saha, for instance, like the competitiveness that we have for each other has literally brought us a friendship because yeah. we do a finishing drill and every time he scored, he'd celebrate. Every time I'd save one, I'd celebrate. And it was funny because we played Everton away and obviously I was fortunate enough to travel to all the games, do the warm-ups um, on the bench in the Prem, stuff like that. So it's perfect. So we was Everton away and we was doing a finishing drill. <coughs> and it happened to be the last shot of the... until everyone went in and he, he's, he spanked it. And as he spanked it, it's like hit the crossbar. But as it's hit a crossbar, I've turned my head. So my head's gone in, hit a crossbar and it's smash me on the, on the, in the face <laughs> in the so I've obviously sort of like I've, I've seen stars come around and I've seen Wilf sprinting off and probably the biggest celebration I've ever seen him do he scored against some of the best teams in the world and that's the, the biggest celebration I've ever seen him do so that was that go, gone in obviously went on the bench at the time had a shower and in the shower I'm like oh, I'm still feeling a bit like edited so I think that would just go off so I had the shower walked out Sat on the bench and I'm sort of looking and, and I'm thinking: Is this stadium like a little bit bright, or am I just seeing double vision? It. No, so for not. the first half, no word of a lie. Bit of concussion there. I had a bit of concussion and I didn't even know what was going on. Obviously, I think we were, went two and up or whatever. And I'm trying to sort of like zone in, thinking, "Where, where's the ball? here? like no idea." And obviously, speaking, we still laugh about it to this day. That's classic. Because class, he that. always brings it up, like, and obviously, you got knocked out by a Will Literally, mate. yeah. <laughs> it's not a bad one, is it? But um, yeah, that and and that's some. It's, it's it's funny because people from the outside world are like, "How are you friends with Wilf? Like, yeah. what a weird sort of friendship." Yeah. But he's such a good guy. Like, yeah. a, a lot of people know him from the person he is on the football pitch—arms in the air, moaning this. Skill but that's school. why he is where he is. <laughs> yeah, because he's so driven on the pitch. But you know what? Like off the pitch, through my career, he's one of the nicest people I've ever met. Like, does his charities, does his academies, looks after his family, does everything that someone like me wants to look up to yeah. and and a lot of people only see him for and this is the, the thing never judge a book by its cover because a lot of people see him for i suppose the arrogant footballer he is which is yeah. not he's just so driven and yeah what a guy what a guy let right before we talk about st johnson then right uh
2: let's talk about some goldie gloves this is matt smith and this is the glove review on the yours mine away podcast go on right
0: what gloves do you wear what door do I, I forgot. <laughs> Mate, you know what? I've worn when you cells. Get sent, I've worn <laughs> I've worn cells since seventeen, eighteen, and sales has always looked after me. Yeah. Like Big John Ruddy again, he was obviously in sales at the time. Um and he sort of got me in with with Adam. And yeah, ever since I've never ever worn anything different. Yeah. What um, size are you? I vary depending on what I wear, so between nine and a half and tens. Is that so? Is, you mean you vary between the newer models or
2: the cut of glove? That yeah. You so
0: wear? so last year I was wearing more, or the year before I was wearing more Total Contacts, yep. which I was wearing nines, which are like a hybrid <coughs> cut, sorry, hybrid with like yeah. a roll finger. That's right. Yeah. A flat, palm. flat palm as well, um, and then back end of or more back end of the season, I went to the F freeze. Yep. John Big John Ruddy was wearing them and said, look, give them a try. And I'm wearing more of a bigger... I was wearing a bigger size than them. So at the minute, I'm wearing the F3s. But he's just brought a new cut out that I think Dean Henderson's been been wearing more towards the one glove, as in like quite tight in your fingers. Quite tight fingers, yep. So I'm going to um, hopefully try and get a pair of them before America and give yep. them a go and see what they're like. But... Nice. Uh, do, you, do you have a preference then of a cut or glove? I can't wear... I say I can't wear roll fingers, I, I do, uh, if they're there, I'll wear them, but my, my perfect cut would be normally total contacts or I like a tighter sort of glove. You look like a, like a negative A negative, then, but yeah. more thinner. Yep. Do you know what I mean? So I can feel the ball more. I don't really like a thick pair of gloves. Yep. Uh, how do you look after your gloves? I've got really OCD with my gloves like in training or whatever. If this like, is the so geeky stuff that I like, mate, mate. So I take a scoop. Yeah. Like I'm trying to avoid getting, a little getting the, the little like oh, white yeah. bit on the grass because I hate it. Yeah. So if you see like sometimes in training, like I'm getting a bottle and I'm I'm again, John said it years and years ago. He's like, why are you cleaning the front of your gloves the back of your gloves <laughs> what, Yeah, the back of your gloves when you when you're training because I just hate any. I'm same with boots. If I get any like little grass burn, like grass stain on them, like. I, can obviously still wearing them, but yeah. I'm scrubbing or get my boot boy to scrub them as yeah. hard as I can. But I've always been funny with that. Like, whenever Dino's like, right, we're going to do the dippers now, I'm like, I've got Could brand new gloves on here.
2: here. <laughs> like, it's that feeling of, like, look the part, play the part. So, like, Massively, even I messaged yeah. the other day on Instagram about your new boots. Yeah, like, the oh, new boots. they're lovely. Yeah, they're yeah. lovely as well, by the way. I've ordered yeah. them, yeah. Have you got them yet? Yeah, yeah, yeah They're them. class they to be fair.
0: But they're, like, like again, fortunate. I'm, I'm lucky to get boots sent, so... When I'm wearing them, like, I like to feel... Not ten and a half, are you? <coughs> nine and a half, but you might be squeezing anything, yeah. Between nine anything and twelve. between eight and well, <laughs> <mate. laughs> um, So, yeah, like, I like to... It's, it's weird because we've not had the Under Armour scent yet, so I'm wearing, at the minute, our training kit's orange, grey, and then Under Armour black leggings and, like, a blue Under Armour. I don't look right, that, just looks... So I'm Baggy sort that. of wearing no Under Armour at the minute, so I like, hate wearing no underarm because obviously you know yourself like yeah bitty elbows and that so i'm trying to look as good as i can but at the, <laughs> at the same time looking the worst i've ever looked do you yeah. know what I mean? i've mean? i got brand new reds on brand new gloves but i've got a blue Armour with a with black leggings it just doesn't look right but I've, I'm, I'm a bit funny with like things like ocds and yeah. stuff like that do you, do you have many like superstitions then any quirks yeah I do, I've, so i have superstitions but sometimes if i go on like a a bad run of games I'll try and change it so my main superstition is like before every game on the six yard box I have to face like I'd have to stand on the six yard box and sort of put my legs up four times weird put my, like, put my legs up to my bum four times <laughs> stuff, so nice. it's so mad and then I got to one where my bottle of water I'd have to put to the right side of the goal it'd have to be standing up and if through the game I saw someone was drinking it and they threw it or whatever Can I pick it up? a up. well I couldn't really pick it up but I was fuming at the time so if a goal, ball went out like I'd go and pick it up put it back down and, but I'm not too the older I've got the less OCDs and less superstitions I've got like my, my main one is obviously the six yard box that's probably my main one but you know what when keepers say they ain't got any rubbish like, every, uh, most keepers that I know have got some sort of superstition look, me and
2: Ben Foster were talking about it this the other day right every goalkeeper we suffer from nerves we all do right Absolutely. yeah some people don't get actual nervous for playing football yeah. so what we do is we like hide it with like OCD or yeah. quirks yeah. and that we like say oh I do this before a game yeah. it's just a distraction yeah. technique that 100%. goalkeepers
0: use they're like let's do that and then I won't be nervous I won't be nervous Ben Anik used to always sort of pull his sleeve like, I used to see him do it all the time like, I asked him and he was just like and touch the crossbar I remember touch, under, yeah yeah, he yeah always yeah. touch the crossbar like yeah. every time a ball hits the post or whatever he'll just go and Kiss the cross or not kiss it, but like touch the cross spiral, and, I know, yeah <laughs> <laughs> um, Everyone's got their. Again, people probably don't have it as bad as certain, yeah. everyone's got their superstitions. It, it does. You would start losing that with the more games you play and yeah. the older you yeah, get. Yeah, I'm not as bad like, anymore. Can't be bothered with it. Literally at the stage now where it's like, if if I'm going through a season of playing, I'll. And like I said, if I go through, if I do really well at the start, and then we lose four on the bounce, I'll sort of come away from it a little bit. Or if we've conceded four or five goals. I'm not going back on my six-yard no, box, exactly, do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. I'm standing as far away from the fans as possible. Yep. Um. But I've always had that. That's probably my main one. But This is one of the biggest
2: things that I, for young goalkeepers, right? We, everyone gets nervous, yeah. right? And like things happen in games, you just got to be able to put them to bed Literally. and just crack on yeah. with it. Like yeah. that's what makes goalkeepers. That's, but that's the,
0: that's the massive thing. And people will go, what's your biggest avi- piece of advice? And it's, everyone's going to make, like it's cliche really, but everyone's going to make mistakes. human, We're all, all going to make the, if anything, we're going to make more mistakes than than most of the... Like, and again, we get highlighted more, understandably, but it's the ones like... I've made mistake after mistake in... When I was at Sunderland, mate, I couldn't not make a mistake. It, just, yeah. it was just... I, w- I just went through that stage where I wasn't confident. I was going into games, and that was my biggest problem. I was going into games, worrying about making a mistake, and then I ended up talking to psychologists, stuff like that, and ever since, I've been the best I've ever been. Like yeah. The... the, the most confidence i've ever had and see when you
2: are having a bad time <coughs> anyway things don't come for like go for you no. you're just like flick one around the post thinking i've done enough there and it'll like it's, hit it's the post and go in but then like, there'll be games when you're top of the league and you, even if you're not in, that yeah. interested sometimes and you'll be like oh you just make a
0: say yeah. in routine and it but, like, but you'll
2: get lucky you hit you in the face and yeah, then fall on the floor
0: fall on the floor and that's what but said when when i was at Sunderland. he used to turn around to me and go what have you done like why 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 is it always something like I'd make a save or I'd drop one or whatever and there'd always be someone that'd tap it in. Yeah. Someone else would do it and it would get cleared. Yeah. And again, it's always like I said, you can always be the the victim and feel sorry for yourself and stuff like that. But when it's not going your way, it's not going your way. But there's always there's always a there's always a positive that's gonna come out of it. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, Of course. And, but see, when it's not going your way, right, you try
2: and overemphasize, over-emphasize good things. everything. So, like, you're trying yeah. to do the perfect save, you're trying to do the Literally, perfect yeah. pick-up. you're up trying to come crosses, every yeah. cross those across. Where really, you should just go keep it as simple as possible, keep a quiet yeah. goal, yeah, yeah, and just and go. And that's simple. what I
0: sort of tried to uh, I've got to that stage now, obviously, last year. Um, to be honest, you know what, last year I didn't really make a goalkeeping error. All right, there was a couple of goals that went in, and you're like, should have done, have done better. better. Yeah, done, yeah, but that that's, that's always going to happen. That's, but I don't think I. Yeah, exactly. And that's it. Like, But it was more because I was going into games with a confidence of not even thinking about making a mistake. Whereas when I was at Sunderland, all I had in my head was obviously coming off the back of Bolton, the rough time we had and stuff like that. I was like, again, with the fans and Sunderland fans, I was like, if I make a mistake, I'm going to get battered. And I was coming off, like not even wanting to look at my phone half the time. And I remember saying in, in another interview, like, I got to the stage where I remember texting my old man going like, I'm done with football. Yeah, like I'm finished, yeah. like because it does take its toll, like and it it, it, it sometimes it does get tough. People think that you're living your life, and don't get me wrong, like you, I'd never change it for for anything, and I'd never quit unless my body's falling to pieces. But at certain times, you do get to that stage. Um, and then, yeah, obviously, fortunately, fortunate enough, I was lucky to join Palace, and it's been the best thing that I, I could have done. So sometimes obviously even like removing yourself
2: from that limelight like then of like having a bad time yeah. and you know what, <coughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna sit have to back a little sit bit, back a bit yeah. here and work on myself, like my time, to, yeah. Even like working on yourself and yeah. seeing a psychologist, amazing yeah. to hear. Yeah. It would yeah. be amazing for like the, the listeners to hear yeah. as well that like that reflection period. Yeah and now you've come through that and you're yeah. like a proper it, love footy again. You, you know what? tell it was, like it was massive. when you were talking about Palace. Yeah. Like even the expression on your face that yeah, like yeah, you yeah. like talking yeah, about I love it, I love it man. And then like even like you you was talking about Sunderland and Bolton a minute ago, like like you're going you going down. That, yeah, and yeah, it's yeah, mad, yeah. but like that's what football does to yeah. you. It's a pure raw emotion yeah, that, yeah. like, but it's bringing you out of yourself again, and like right. you've, you can tell that you're back in
0: it yeah Yeah, oh, I love it now. Like, like I said, from speaking to a psychologist, everyone's like, "Oh, psychologist, this you don't need to speak to one." And, and you know what? I spoke to one beforehand. Before I spoke to the the second one, I spoke to one for the first time, and I was like speaking to this this guy at the time, and I was like, I'm "Not getting anything out of this. I don't understand it. Like, yeah. it's not doing anything for me." And then. Um, the CEO whoever it was at Sunderland was like look I've got a psychologist let's see how we get on and it was the best the best decision I made because literally like you sit there and you speak about everything it's not even football you speak about everything that's gone on in your life everything that you've bad up good things bad things that you probably don't want to speak about to anyone else do you know what I mean you you, you keep it in Um, like I said I went to Palace and it was like right I'm not going to play but I'm going to do everything I can obviously knowing that I was going to work with Dino, like when I've worked with Dino previously, that's been the best football I've ever played when I was at Norwich, going yeah. on loan to Hamilton, Plymouth, places like that. So I thought, right, I'm going to work with Dino, I'm going to work with Jack Button. Uh, You're only going to get better. I'm only improve. going to get better. I'm training with Saha, uh, Benteke, Ebs, Alise, people. Honestly, it's taken me up such a level because when you go, say when you play for League One, League Two, um, the standard's not as high, so you sort of sometimes get caught up dropping into that standard. Whereas here, I have to train to the best I can every single every day. Because yeah. if I don't, I'm going to get Will turn around and go, "Come on, do you know what I mean?" Yeah. Or, or hammer me, or Jordan, I, I, I like little things like that, and you get found out. You quicker. get found out quicker, and that's why I think the th- people think third choice is a great gig. Don't get me wrong; it's a brilliant gig, but it's not as easy as what people think. Because, like you say, you're the one that's got to do the finishing drills every day. You're the one that if you're not saving any shots because you're always going to be in the limelight in training because yep. you're the one that's always in goal really. Like, it doesn't really like doing finishing. Sam's obviously been playing so he comes away from it. So it's only me and obviously the couple of the young kids when they do come up. So it's like, <coughs> it's one of them where it takes you, it, it's definitely took me to another level and like I said, working with Dino, is, that was the biggest reason why I went and the the club itself's a ledge club, like, and I do, I wake up every day and realise how lucky I am to be doing what I'm doing. I love it. To be fair, yeah, mate, it's class classed weird because obviously I always like look at the third choice one, and everyone has that same stigma as yeah.
2: oh, best job in football mm-hmm. and that. But like, you have to be on it every day, every day, mate. Like you on a Saturday, if you're playing, you only have to be good on a Saturday. Yeah. You can train like yeah. a bag of like, yeah. Except crap but that's, all week, but, but and that's then it. Play on a like, Saturday, but you're the opposite. You've got to impress Monday to Friday, yeah. Because otherwise, people start going. Tell you what. Training's yeah. not as good anymore. Yeah. Like he's yeah. a, he's a
0: bit off it, and like yeah. you can't get dropped from training. No, but. exactly. But that's why, again, I signed a two-year deal, and I ended up signing another year last season. But they didn't give me it because I'm a nice guy. They give me it because I'm. I, I feel I like I've done. I've done well enough. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I've done well enough to deserve a new deal. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So, um, but not only that, like even. With Vieira, he wanted three keepers, so I was travelling to every single game. And you know the graveyard shift, the, the yeah. shooting before the, the shooting game. shooting before a game. you've got everyone watching in the stand. And if you're not, you're not at it. Then like people go, "Ah, oh, obviously Saturday, Sunday, you just chill." But Saturday is probably the toughest one out of them all because you've got twenty thousand people watching you. And you don't Doing save fifty anything. shots in four minutes. And the rest, do you know what I mean, from seven yards yeah. out, big Mateta trying to spank it as hard yeah. as he can. Um, but nice. No, it's a, it's a good gig like uh, obviously it's it's trying to weigh it up whether I want to play whether I of course I want to play I want to play as much yeah. as I can um, and that's why I did fortunately enough go out on loan last year <coughs> excuse me
2: finally we'll talk about your, your loan to St Johnson mm-hmm. then obviously you got to work with Paul Mather, as a goalie coach I've worked with closely yeah. and I loved to changed the way that I play football anyway like uh, yeah you know what like he put a lot more emphasis into what you
0: did on a Saturday mm-hmm. going forward. Yeah. And like he would focus my week a lot more. Yeah, I've got a lot of respect for him. Callum Davison as well, who obviously took me in. And again, it was one where I went in from Sunderland, didn't play much, Palace, didn't play at all. Yeah. It was a big risk to sign me because I hadn't played many games in, in two years. So they took the risk and it was the be- again, it was the best decision I made. I had a couple of potential League Ones, League Twos, but Thought, you know what i've been to scotland before i knew a few of the lads there i've obviously heard paul's a great goalkeeping coach um and you know what when i went in i felt led like obviously coming off the back of pre-season with dino yeah got me in good stead to go to <coughs> to this club and then luckily <coughs> i was fortunate enough to have paul as my goalkeeping coach and you know yourself he's he's he's, he's a top coach a lovely um, fellow as well Unfortunately, he then decided to to leave me. <laughs> he so, it in. yeah, I must, he enough. must have had enough of me. Yeah, he was <laughs> like, "No, I can see this one going wrong, so I'm gonna I'm gonna jump ship." Um, so obviously, he left, which was it was disappointing, and it's hard when you when a goalkeeper when you when you got a great goalkeeping coach and he leaves halfway through the season when you know you're playing your best foot when you feel good. Derails you a little bit. Derails you, it? yeah, because we were sort of like humming and ah and who's going to come in? And you're worried about who's coming in. And again, L. Parish come in and, and done a good job and I've got a lot of respect for him too and for someone so inexperienced to come in and do the job that he done was 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 brilliant. He's obviously now left and they've got Hinch Hinchcliffe or something from yeah. Dundee United. Yeah. Um. So now nah, Paul was Paul was great and somewhere down the line I'd obviously look to potentially work with him again. Yeah. Oh, brilliant, mate. Now obviously it's been lovely chatting to you and that. Nice. Nice uh, I out. always
2: I always like to finish on this one now, right? Uh, what does the goalkeepers union mean to you? Life, deep question.
0: Uh, what, as in the keepers itself? What it, I'm what, massive with. There's not one keeper that through my career that I've fallen out with. Do you know what I mean? Because I've always said it like, it, say you come or we were at the same team and and I was playing, then you come in and you. I guess a bit like Fozzy, you come in and you took my spot. Like it's not your fault. Do you know what I mean? It's it's not, not I've personal. got a problem with a manager. It's yeah. not your fault. So I'll support you as much as you supported me, the last two three years. You but, do you know what I mean? And that's. That's a massive... Like, even at St. Johnson last year, we had a lot of... We obviously had L Parish and then a few young lads and it was such a tight-knitted group because we all supported each other, yep. good and bad. Yeah. When, obviously, things weren't going well, we were all... The goalkeepers are sort of... <coughs> it's a different breed, isn't it? We are a different breed. And mate. we're always on our own and we do our own thing and lads are always probably looking, going, oh, look at them having a jolly up and stuff like that. And But if you put... a I can do better outfield than what you can do in goal. Do you know what I mean? That's what I say to everyone. Like, if you put me outfield, I could probably do an okay job. If I put you in goal, you have got no chance. But they all think, yeah, I'll go goal. It's easy. It's this. It's that. But I'm massive with with the, with the union. Like, I'll I'll always support a keeper, even though he's took my spot. Yeah. Because, like I said, we're all in it. You're working that close together, man. And you work that close together, so close. And that's massive having that connection and there's nothing worse than going into a goalkeeper session, and there's that tension, and there's no banter, and no one's. Like I try, and even with Palace, like I, I just try and enjoy it every day. Like Dino's great, obviously. B and um, Sam are good, and the young kids are great as well. Jack was good last year, so I'd like to go into an environment and enjoy what I'm doing, and luckily. At the minute, that is what I've what I've got. Ah, class, mate. Uh, it's been lovely to hear about yeah, like the highs and lows and like. Throw us in bits, yeah, yeah, mate.
2: You've chunked your whole way <laughs> through this. <laughs> Starts to call you B, oh, right, no, man, yeah, yeah. words won't come out. I'll take that. <laughs> right, what an episode it's been, anyway, mate. Honestly, <coughs> nice it's, it's, it's really good to hear like obviously the highs and lows and how yeah. like through adversity you've come through it and yeah. stuff like that, mate. Yeah. Them sort of stories of what I live for because yeah, like. Especially in goalkeeping, we have so many lows, mate. And then like to hear when you come through the other side yeah. and things that helped, That's I think it. it's really inspiring for there's a lot always, of people to There's listen. always an end to the tunnel, mate. you yeah. always come out the other side. Exactly. So, everyone, Remy Matthews, thanks a nice lot, time. mate. Cheers, mate. Uh, good luck for the rest of the season, anyway. Uh, this has been the Yours Mind Away podcast with me, Mark Howard. Please make sure you give us a, a like and a subscribe. It really helps us grow. Uh, and check out his score on uh, YouTube. Yes, go oh, on it. was it. Bosh. <laughs>